Alzheimer's. Because sooner or later, most of us witness someone we love declining cognitively, and because the Alzheimer's Association does a fantastic job to educate us about this condition. Alzheimer's get all the attention. At the same time, most of us are clueless about what exactly it is. I heard someone exclaimed recently, but my mom doesn't have dementia. She remembers mostly everything, which proves that we use the terms Alzheimer's and dementia interchangeably, not realizing that they are not the same. Alzheimer is a type of dementia, however, not all dementias are Alzheimer's. Let's talk about it. Fascinatingly enough, dementia has a much longer history than we could think of, and the perception of it has been changing over the time. Here is the brief history of it I want to share with you, as it is described in Sanjay Gupta's book, Keep Sharp. The history of documenting dementia dates back to at least 1550 BCE, when Egyptian doctors first described the disorder in what's known as the Ebers Papyrus, a 110-page scroll or manuscript that contains a record of ancient Egyptian medicine. But it was not until 1797 that the phenomenon was given a name dementia, which literally means out of one's mind in Latin. The term was coined by a French psychiatrist, Philippe Pinel, or Pinel, I'm not sure, who is revered as the father of modern psychiatry for his efforts to push for a more humane approach to the care of psychiatric patients. When the word was first used, however, dementia referred to people with an intellectual deficit or abolition of thinking at any age. It was not until the end of the 19th century that the word was confined to the people with a specific loss of cognitive ability. During that century, the British physician Dr. James Cowles Pritchard also introduced the term senile dementia in his book A Treatise on Insanity. The word senile, which means old, referred to any type of insanity that occurs in old people. Because memory loss is one of the most prominent symptoms of dementia, the word became mostly associated with old age. For a long time, the elderly with dementia were believed to be cursed or to have an infection like syphilis, because the symptoms of syphilis can be similar. So here we are today. Today, dementia is seen not as a specific disease, but as a group of symptoms associated with the progressive decrease or loss of cognitive functions like memory, processing information, reasoning, judgment, and all the symptoms interfere with daily lives. We can think of dementia as a big umbrella with a lot of different conditions under it. And I want to remind you, 
I'm not a medical doctor or a brain scientist, and everything I share here with you is not intended to be used as uh, diagnosis material or treatment of any conditions, okay? My goal here is to help you understand the general scope of dementia and different ways how it shows up. Dementia, in simple terms, is the loss of brain cells. The connections between brain cells start losing its structure over time, and the, as a result, the brain cells die. And the brain itself kind of like shrinks. It becomes smaller and lighter in weight. The key point to remember here is brain cells atrophy is irreversible, which means the person cannot go back to normal. It's good to remember this at the moments when you get frustrated that your parent cannot understand or agree with you, or when they cannot be reasonable, even though you are trying so hard to make them feel better or to change the situation. They might not have the brain cells to do it anymore. Depending on which area of the brain is being affected, different brain functions are lost. And that defines what type of dementia is present. The most common and the most well-known is the Alzheimer's disease. It affects the parts of the brain that controls language, thinking, memory, and spatial orientation. And eventually, it leads to complete brain failure and death. The person becomes forgetful misplacing the items and not being able to find them. They're confused about where they are and how they end up being here. And they may not recognize the people they know well. When you get an alert on your phone about a missing elder citizen, most likely it's the person who has Alzheimer. They are wanderers. They need to walk, and they walk wherever as long as there is a door. See, the door needs to go. They just simply cannot sit still, which can become even a bigger problem when the person is not stable and can be falling down. If that's your family member's case, it might be a good idea to keep tracking device and a point of contact information in their pockets in case they get lost. The second most common type of dementia is vascular dementia. It is brain damage due to the limited blood supply to the brain. And limited blood supp supply to the brain also means limited oxygen supply to the brain. It could happen because of the clogged uh, blood vessels or because of the microstrokes that a person has experienced. And very often the, those microstrokes could be happening unnoticed because of their micronature. There is no proof that a person who has microstrokes would develop uh, vascular dementia. However, people who have vascular dementia often show the scars from the microstrokes on the MRIs. Because the lack of oxygen in the brain affects different areas, there is no single set of symptoms to identify vascular dementia in your family member. For example, we usually identify memory loss with Alzheimer. In a way, it's like a game of dice. You never know what outcome you will get. Some people can have a pretty good memory for their age, but having a hard time following instructions, for example. 
Some can be self-sufficient enough to live on their own and take care of their daily routines, but they can't make sense of what medications to take, when, and why, even though all the pills are in those special containers with days and times of days for each pill. For me, as a caregiver, it's probably the most challenging type of dementia to understand because you never know what is happening and what to expect next. It's like gambling. One moment you talk to a reasonable adult who shares some valuable ideas with you, and the next, the same person acts like a little child. I have a family member who has vascular dementia, and the visual that is helping me to face that is that their brains are like toy kaleidoscopes. You know, those little tubes that you turn around, there is a bunch of uh, plastic small pieces there. And whenever you turn the tube, you will see a different pattern. And each time the pattern is different, it's all colorful, and you never know which pattern you will get next. The same is with vascular dementia. You never know what you're going to get next. The next one I want to talk about is Parkinson's disease dementia. You can recognize it by slow thinking and slow reasoning. You have to speak slowly and in simple words and sentences to be understood. The person might hear you really well. You don't have to raise your voice. But they don't catch up with everything you are saying. Their brain is like a slow computer. You click on the link and then you wait and look at that rolling uh, wheel on your screen until something happens. The more you you keep on clicking, the slower the computer works because it's overwhelmed with the number of commands you are sending. And the same way, the more words and the faster you are saying to the person with the Parkinson's disease dementia, the less they're able to understand because it's too much for them to follow. Parkinson's dementia often shows up together with Lewy body dementia. Lewy body dementia is known for hallucinations. My grandma had it and she was telling us stories of going shopping to the furniture stores or having some visitors at the time when she couldn't walk anymore. She couldn't get off the bed and we knew for sure that there was no people coming for a visit. I also have a client whose husband had Lewy body dementia. He was sure there were a lot of people in the house. It was triggered after they had a broken dry machine and she spread some shirts, some clothing items around the couch backs and the chairs around the living room so they will dry. And seeing those items of clothing, he decided that those were people who were sitting at the chairs and the couches. Then he started attending to those people, and he was making breakfast for them. He was cooking scrambled eggs, using all the eggs that they were at the house. He was making coffee for them for breakfast. And then he was getting very upset, very mad that those people that he was serving breakfast were very ungrateful. They were very rude because they didn't eat the food that he was serving and they didn't even thank him to acknowledge his 
efforts to prepare breakfast. People with Lewy body's dementia also might have different versions of the same person in their hallucinations. In other words, they may hallucinate that there is two wives, for example. There is one that the real wife and there is another one whom they think is a real wife, but obviously it's just the imagined replica of the real person. They might think that the version that they see in their hallucinations is actually the real person. And while they see the real person, they, it might be a stranger, it's someone who is less favored person, and they may discuss that real person with their imagined person while speaking to the real person. It's, it's very convoluted. It's very hard to follow. With my grandma, we could figure out who she was talking to by the form of the name that she was using. If it was an affectionate form of my mom's name that she had never used before, then she was not talking to my mom. She was talking to her imagined version. Yes, it's another kaleidoscope of a brain that is very confusing for the caregiver. One of the ways that you might try to think of it, it's like child's pretend play with their imaginary friends. You can play along and ask them about their friends and what they're doing versus arguing and trying to prove they made everything up. In the case of adults, they simply would not be able to understand what you're talking about. Another form of dementia that got a lot of media coverage recently is the frontotemporal one. It's a relatively young dementia because the average age for someone to be diagnosed with this is 60 years old, which is younger than most of the other forms of dementia. Memory is not affected as much as with Alzheimer's, but behavior is. The most common signs are increasingly inappropriate behavior and loss of empathy, compassion, and other interpersonal skills, which means the person loses the ability to understand or consider the feelings of the people around them. They don't see the effect of their inappropriate behavior on the people they loved in their pre-dementia days. There are more than a hundred types of dementia, and I'm not going to bore you with the descriptions of all of them. What I offer you to take from this episode is this. Dementia is a much more complex set of symptoms than just memory loss. It affects different parts of the brain, and the symptoms could be very different from person to person, depending on the types of dementia. And most importantly, the changes you see in the person you are taking care of are not intentional and they are irreversible. Whatever your parents, spouses, or siblings with dementia do or say, they don't do it on purpose. And you won't be able to convince them to change. It is what it is. If this information is helpful, please share it with someone else who needs to hear it. And if there are topics you would like to hear about, 
let me know and I will create an episode for you. The links how to get in touch with me are below in the podcast description. Thank you for being with me. I will talk to you next week.